Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Okay, so the offense, what went wrong? Well, the tape will give us some answers, right? But also, you know, one for five in the red zone. That's concerning because they were moving the ball down the field and then stuff stalled. And I'm wondering, Griff, is this like, and we'll we'll find out from the tape as well, but like, you know, you hear DK Met- uh, you hear, sorry, Geno Smith after the game going, "Oh, they were bracketing. Um, they were they were bracketing uh, DK Metcalf. They were bracketing Tyler Lockett. Uh, they were doing all this stuff, and it seems really familiar to all the other times the offense has struggled, where <laughs> you get these similar comments. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, I guess the offense didn't struggle until they got into the red zone. Like five red zone trips isn't disastrous, but also is this kind of a deal where?" They have a bit of a schematic issue because we thought you put it, I uh, thought pretty well that Gino is smart. Like Vance Joseph, like will get carved up by smart quarterbacks, and Gino is good enough to do that and identify where the weak point was. And he was doing that, trying to do that this game, but they also seem to be pretty effective at nullifying Seattle, especially inside the 20. So, Griff, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, I think Vance Joseph ultimately had a really good pressure plan. Like Seattle, well, for one, when they were facing four and five man rushes, they they couldn't. It wasn't horrific, but they they weren't blocking people. They had some other some miscommunications, like coming off coming out of their stance late. Um, but then the they were just a lot of free rushers, and on a couple of them, I mean, Gino did throw hot. He didn't he didn't land every shot. Um, but then we ended up see- so yeah they were winning the day on that front but then in the second half um walger encounters with uh 
he counters with more 13 personnel. And I mean, one, it's like, yeah, we were going to see 13 personnel anyway, because that's a package that is just really good for them right now. But then additionally, um, they just needed more bodies on the line of scrimmage to try to like either prevent the blitz or if they're going to blitz, they can, it's easier to check a guy into the protection and still try to run the play action concept. You might want to run whatever the case may be easier to identify as well. It gives them a lot of opportunities. So, um, and, and then on those drives, they were really moving the ball stalled one time in the red zone, as you said, but then also, of course they had that clutch drive to open the fourth quarter where like everybody was doing well. Um, uh, Quarterback, running back, offensive line. Um, I think it was just ultimately a rough day. I am curious to see, um, by the way, rough day in which they still scored 19 points. I mean, it could be worse, right? Uh, Because before a rough day meant scoring however many points they scored against the 49ers. What was it, three? Um, So, um, yeah, uh, I'm really curious to see what was going on downfield if anything was getting open, if anything was super open, like we talked about, you know, with advanced Joseph defense, if they left anything open, but the, it was impossible for the quarterback to get to it. On a couple of the plays on the broadcast, they definitely seemed like a combination of protection not being great and the coverage throttling everything down. Yeah, which is like worst case um, scenario. Right. I so, got that same impression. Yeah. Now, Gino so did create on game. some of them uh like with his legs he made some pretty cool plays and then some of them it was yeah he i mean he still could have thrown the ball away but like on some of the third downs i'm not sure what the next best option would have been you know um we will know until we see the tape um yeah uh, it was good to see a little bit of escrowage right um marquis goodwin still has some skills um if gino using downfield yeah wow. yeah if if Eskridge was able to lead at, uh or if Gino was able to lead Eskridge on that one slant out of that uh wide stack formation he might have been gone um that was a little bit further of a throw than it looks because they were like so wide split like all the way max split you can be because it's like a run formation I actually thought it was cool that Waldron used that formation because they did a couple of different things out of it in that series so it was just it was, it was, I mean, it goes back to what the theme of this offense is. The the plays aren't that different. It's just he does them at a different formations, different dressings, and it's like the defense just doesn't know what they're going to get. Um, so I don't know. What, what are your guys' takes? Well, yeah, I thought it was a really rough day for the uh, for the two rookie tackles, uh, especially. And it was just, you know, it was the some of the blitz uh, packages that the uh, Cardinals were running. They were getting a lot of free rushers, like you mentioned. And it's just, Gino just didn't have any time, especially on the uh, on the play action stuff that they were doing. There was a couple times where, you know, you'd play fake and there's a guy right in his face and you just, you know, and he was able to actually make a couple of really cool throws out of that as well. Uh, and just kind of make up for it. There was the one to, to Eskridge for sure. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, also the other issue with the line was I, I felt like uh, maybe this is just my own head cannon, but what I saw was, I don't know, in, in short yardage situations, they weren't really able to win at the line of scrimmage of the run game yeah. either. Um, and so that was a little disappointing um you know and ken walker was able to make up for some of that because he was just so damn elusive today uh just making guys miss yeah. a lot of missed tackles today uh just some of like the bobbing and weaving that he was doing it was really fun to watch um he, he's really fun when he gets out in space also can we talk real quick about his little prance that he did on the oh, touchdown? Yeah. oh we're that calling it a prance 
that's what I've been seeing. I, I saw I'll, a couple people referring to it as to, to it as a uh, as a prance. I like it. I, I think it might be a prance. What do, what would you call it, Natty? I don't know. I think well, it's definitely like a fake stiff bump. I think it was more like a dip or like a gallop. What about gallop? Mm-hmm. Prance is too. Prance is too. A canter, uh, perhaps. Prance is too exhibition, yeah. and uh, it's like a show right. pony. It was very. <laughs> Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. All right, if there are any equestrians among our audience right now, chime in with what exactly you call that, yes. that gate movement yes. from yes. Kenny Walker there. Yeah. Ken Walker. Um, but yeah, but like, was, like you were was, saying as well. Oh, sorry. Well, he's amazing. <laughs> 21 attempts for 97 yards, 4.6 yeah. yards per carry. And he like, was still awesome, like man. a lot of patchy, like rookie elements. I think his play action pass pro, I need to go back, but it looked like there's some dodgy elements. Yeah. But yeah. even well, and, with all that they're... said, like he's still popping off and looking at a really unique, special runner. And there were a couple of, you know, they, they keep on having a couple of busted plays every week with the run game where guys yeah. are going the wrong way. And Ken went the wrong way again on one. That was the one where, where Gino, I think it was on the first drive of the game where Gino ran for like three or four yards and he won the hits of the head call. Um, yeah. Dallas uh, did. Yeah, Dallas did as well. I feel like they they keep on doing this at least once a game over the last few weeks. I don't know why that keeps on happening. It's It's really weird. It's notable that it didn't happen with Penny, though. So it's just like they need more reps thing. I mean, other backup running backs don't have these issues. I'm not saying that it's, oh, because they're a backup. But maybe with reps, Kenny or Ken Walker will get there. Um, I I agree that – I mean, Walker was – really bad in protection against the saints and i'm sure it's purely just like he needs more time with it right because we remember how inexperienced he was with it in college and like there was a thing in training camp like oh he can be really good at it and he had good moments and everything so i feel like he'll get there um for all the same reasons he's an excellent runner the lateral ability the contact balance you know and vision right um he should be a good pass protector in time right um but for now, it just isn't there. But some of those runs that that one where he squirted through contact on the right side, uh, where he bounced it and it looked like he was going to be tackled in the backfield, that was just crazy, man. Four broken tackles, wasn't it? That was crazy. I mean, that was yeah. that was, I mean, that was like Marshawn level of staying on your feet, mm. you know. Well, and then like two plays later, he only gained like a yard on this play, but he like ducked yeah. under a guy and like made another guy miss and then yeah. like he turned like a three yard loss into like a one yard gain it was awesome yeah yeah because the other thing with the offense as well is like shaky protection you know the weird run elements of like the running backs and weird pass protection to them but also like they were just so sloppy like the tight end 
like fan running into uh, the running back, um, Parkinson just missing his block on JJ Watt on the backside and letting. Oh, also, what, what was Fant doing on that one uh, when he caught the ball and he just like stopped? I don't know. There, there's like, some weird, weird yeah. elements to the offense where it's like sh- surely, and again, like we've seen that before. You can't execute perfectly in football, but it's just like these weird, sloppy like periods where people just keep making basic errors where like just straight up missed assignments, not even, um, not even like the fan thing, but more like, you know, running into the back of your player or like not blocking the guy or, or like going the wrong way on a run. Like, and that just does tank drive. So I think that along with, you know, the protection um, and then the, the good coverage perhaps in the red zone, but, you know, it's easier to cover well in the red zone when it's third and long because of a bad mistake than it is, you know, in the first and yeah. ten. Uh, yeah, which, like you guys so were saying with the coverage, like the the coverage was really good in this game. I thought like Antonio Hamilton uh, had a really good game against DK. Uh, yeah, seems so. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the other part of it. DK um, basically had one catch all game other than that last uh, sort of that, DK catch at the end. That um, yeah. that that sluggo though in the in the red zone where he. He almost one-handed. It would have been cool. Um, and I mean, yeah, Gino put it too high, but I, he put it high on purpose. He just put it too high because it was a slant and go, right? A sluggo, and the corner didn't bite on the in on the you know the in move at all. So at that point, because otherwise you throw it on a line and you throw it lower, you throw it over the cornerback. The route isn't open, so the only way to make it work is now it's a high point situation. It's a fade. Yeah, it's a back shoulder fade now. And it was actually not the worst ball in the world, but it just wasn't. Also, DK wasn't trying to catch a back shoulder fade either, right? So if, if he had, he probably elevates a, a tick later, and then he could probably come down with it. At the same time, Gino could also put it lower. Um, now, had it been a slant, though, <laughs> he probably catches it and then at least gets a first down, and he might break a tackle and run into the end zone. Um, it's just a bit of irony there. Um, anyway. So the Seahawks offense also went four for 14 on third down, which is 28.6%. Yeah, yeah. So they, and I think, you know, I, mean, I think it's, I should, I should re I should research how many of them actually came in like the inside the red zone, but it feels like, you know, <laughs> if, if five of, if four of their five red zone drives stalled, <laughs> yeah, know, that's four, yeah, of them, yeah. isn't it? So, right. And at the core of it, it still feels like, and again, we'll see what the tape says. But the core of it, it feels like a structure issue, like protection and the play calls really aren't popping. Um, and, but Ty, like you said, like they may not be popping because the defenders are just, they played really well. I mean, they have guys that can run and cover. That's that's like, that's why Fangio does all this blitzing because he knows he has guys that at least have the skill set to just be able to run with, run with dudes like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. So, yeah, I don't know. And uh, I thought the interior, the offensive line, we- we should probably mention Haynes and Lewis had their struggles. Haynes got beat and Lewis Agreed. got called for a hold or two, maybe. So, Agreed. yeah, J- they were having a little bit of an issue with JJ Watt today, it seemed, when they were bringing him inside. It happens. It was JJ Watt's yeah. good game of the season.